This is History Potpourri, a podcast devoted to an assortment of historical topics by world history students. Hello and welcome back to History Potpourri. We are now highlighting girl bosses across history, and today we are talking about the Russian leader, Catherine the Great. For some necessary background, Catherine the Great was born in Sieta, a German province. She was born under the name Princess Sophie Friedrich August von Anhalt Zerber Thornburg, changing it when she became Russian Orthodox to Catherine. Changing it because her original name was a little too German. She did grow up a German princess into a royal family, but according to her personal memoir, she was a tomboy who loved to play with swords. An important foreshadow into her reign and how unique of a ruler she would be. Being born a princess into a royal family had very little impact on her life. Her family had very little money, and letters to her acquaintance Baron Grimm report her childhood is uneventful. And she wrote to him saying, quote, I see nothing of interest, unquote. Because of this lack of personal funds, Catherine the Great's rise to power was aided by her mother's wealthy relatives, who were nobles and descendants of the Holy Roman Empire. Her personal life as she grew up was pretty notable. Catherine the Great married Peter III. It was an unhappy marriage, and the records show that he was unfaithful and impotent. To respond to her husband's unfaithfulness, she did what any normal person would do. She also took up lovers, many of whom she later gave important cabinet jobs to. Now, outside of this, Catherine was found to interact with the Russian people to get to know them better, and to connect with them on a personal level. And this allowed her to gain their support, another important foreshadow on how easy it was for her to take power. Catherine and Peter had a son named Paul. Many of her memoirs state that Peter was not the biological father of Paul, but instead one of her lovers. Peter was appointed to the position of Tsar, and he was known as Tsar Peter III. And this lasted about six months until Catherine forced him to resign via a coup and promptly took power. Now, I know what you're thinking, coups are bad, but in this case, the coup was good because Catherine the Great was the longest ruling woman in Russian history. She ruled for 30 years, and she became one of the most influential leaders Russia ever had. Under her rule, Russian power and culture expanded greatly. She longed for Russian recognition as an enlightened sovereign and served as a mediator between many of the European nations to stop wars. She started a League of Armed Neutrality to defend neutral ships if, as they were searched by the Royal Navy. Catherine led Russia into an enlightened period from her love of Western thinkers such as Voltaire. This allowed her to get closer to Europe and allowed her to utilize European technology to fundamentally change Russia. She expanded universities, literary and cultural sciences. She founded the Society of, Natu- of Russian um, History and Antiquities, the Physics and Medical Society, the Society of Naturalists, and the Society of Friends of Russian Literature. The most important university she signed off on was the Smolny Institute for Girls. It expanded access of a college education to Russian women, and it allowed for the doors of education to be opened. This was the first time women were able to get educated at such an extent. 
Catherine the Great also led Russia to substantially reform its government with implementing the Statue on the Provinces of 1775 and the two charters of 1783 and 1785. The Statue on the Provinces of 1775 added a new importance to local government. This allowed for schools, orphanages, and hospitals all to be founded. She utilized these to allow for Russian children to not only be educated, but have the opportunity to get off the streets and allow for people to get the proper medical care that they need. The two charters of 1785 reformed the dominant class in Russian society. This charter allowed for nobles to access private property, and Catherine took the initiative on economic liberalization, stimulating growth by dismantling regulation of manufacturing and keeping grain prices low to attract export markets. Now, Russia after Catherine the Great is highly controversial, with historians regarding her rule as awful for Russia and that she only continued entrenching serfdom and corruption in Russia. But honestly, what do they know? Catherine the Great pushed for education not only for children but for women and governmental reforms, urban planning, extensive um, policy, and she changed Russian culture and the quality of life substantially in such a way that was dependent on her. Meaning she was, in my very credible opinion, the best leader Russia has ever had. Now the sources I used for this podcast were from the BBC, the British Academy, and the Department of Kings and Wikipedia. Thank you for listening. This is Olivia Brown signing off.